Welcome to the Heartbreak Kids Podcast, where we explore what connects us all in our yoga practice and in our lives. This is where I talk to people about their stories, who they are, what they've been through, and where they're going. And in this podcast, that's what we explore. I believe deep down inside, we're all connected, which explains why we bring ourselves to the top of our mat every day. Welcome to the Heartbreak Kids. All right, so welcome to the next edition of the Heartbreak Kids. I'm here with Michael Baidu, and uh, I think he's maybe best known for Beijitsu, his Instagram handle, and sort of the funny videos that, that he's been doing, and he's sort of busted on the scene of Ashtanga Yoga here just maybe in the last year, right? I mean, yep. and, and uh, I, I want to have him on the show because, like, he does these funny videos, like, and this stuff is really relevant. And honestly, like, I want to get to know who he is, and I think a lot of other people want to get to know who he is, too. So welcome to the show, Michael. Thank you, Taylor. It's an honor to be here, honestly. Yeah, so thanks. Uh, you know, I, I always like to start with just some sort of background information and just kind of like let the listeners know like who they're talking to and like kind of where you came from. So can you give a little bit, a bit of a backstory of like, you know, who Michael was when he was a kid? Sure. Yes. So um, I was born in Newark, New Jersey. My parents, my mom and my dad was, were originally from Ghana. Um, they were pretty much villagers and they were immigrants, made their way to the United States. Um, from there, pretty much grew up in Newark, New Jersey. And then from there, I went to NGIT, studied as an IT major. Then I got into the retail industry, worked there for a couple of years, fell into jujitsu, and then fell into Ashtanga Yoga. (laughs) All right, podcast is over. We're good. (laughs) We we learned everything we need to know. Well, tell me a little bit about like, you know, as a kid, like as a high schooler, mm-hmm. like, did you have interest in jujitsu? Did you have interest in, in like yoga at that time? Or were, were you athletic or what, what was it? At that time, I was really into like MMA and, and like UFC. Um, my brother had like the DVDs at home and then I would watch it at home when, when nobody was watching. So I would watch it. And then from there, I told, I told my brothers that, hey, I want to try out for, for wrestling. And, my bro- and no one knew why. But I was watching these videos and I was secretly training like during during the night. And then there was like, okay, well, we'll we'll have them try it out. So then I got into wrestling. And then from there, it was like we we're doing yoga stretches. It was very weird because we we're doing stuff that was similar to yoga in terms sure. of like the bridge poses, in terms of like neck stretches and whatnot. So from there, I gained a lot of weird flexibility, but it was so fun that I wanted to continue. And that's where I landed into jujitsu later on in life. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. And did you in- do any other sports or anything uh, other than wrestling? Before that, I, I was I did soccer. Okay. <laughs> my father, uh-huh. my father wanted me to do soccer. Um, he believed that as an African dad, uh, I'd probably become a soccer star. So, so he was like, "Go ahead, try soccer first. And then, well, there's once a we bunch notice- of, there's a bunch of stars that have come out of Ghana. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's good to- yeah. yeah, no, but saying there's a good team. We, we, we usually make it to the World Cup, like within like the playoffs, but then we fall short. So yeah, yeah, it's interesting. And and like, tell me about like school. Like, were you interested in it? Like, you know, how did you do? You know, like what subject was the best for you? Ah, for for me, it was it was math. I think math was was something that was interesting for me in the sense that it was like I wasn't very good writing. I wasn't much of a good writer. Mm-hmm. I. I would normally do bad in like English class and whatnot, but for math, it was like solving complex stuff is what got me more interested. I wasn't much of the reader because my parents, 
made reading books as a punishment. So if I did something bad, it was like, go to your room and read a book. <laughs> go to your room and read. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear that totally. And it's interesting <laughs> that you say math, you know, like I was always good at math too. But, mm. um, you know, it's interesting because honestly, like with the content that you've been putting out, I feel like, you know, it's, it's like creative. So it's like, I, you know, it's almost hard to occupy two parts of the brain between like this really like, you know, math brain and, and also creative brain. So, I mean, do you feel like you have the kind of the artistic brain as well? Yeah. I love mixing both together. Honestly, like I love mixing creativity with, with, with like the, the complex math, like mathematical side. Like I like how I can just sort of like create things with, with sort of like with just using my mind, just putting things out there. And then from there, just saying like, how can I relate this to, to this topic? So it's a little bit of me within, within like the art form that I'm doing, but at the same time, it has a little bit of that IT complex theory to it. So it's like my own creation. Yeah. Well, it's, a, a, you know, it's interesting because, you know, we've done a couple or we've done some Instagram stuff together and, yeah. and uh, it's, it's funny because, you know, for Ashtanga being so serious, you know, I try not to be so serious. Like people take me pretty serious, but <laughs> um, you know, but what's funny is, is like, when you sort of, when I started paying attention to you, I was like, oh, like, who's this guy? Like, he's, he's fucking funny. <laughs> I mean, literally, that's what I, I was like. He's, he's funny. Like, and we need more of that. You know, it's like, I feel like mm -hmm. your song has come off of a hard time. COVID was hard. Like all of this stuff yeah. has been a really hard time. And it's like, man, this is like a time to laugh. And so, you know, so it's, it's just interesting, the math with like the creative and the funny, like you don't always get all of that stuff together. You know? so, yeah, no, no, you don't, you don't. And, and to me, like, I think, I think the humor is what really, is what really made me fall in love with, with the practice even more. It was just like being able to sort of just share my humor, this, the experiences that I was going through within yoga and being able to relate with other people with it. Is what is what made the practice even more fascinating. So for, from there, it was like practicing, and then I'll make a mistake, and I and I'll tell myself like maybe maybe the other yogis probably made the same same mistake too. So mm -hmm. then I'll, I'll share it around, and others was like, you know, I made the mistake too, and then we're all laugh together. But it made us feel good throughout the whole like pandemic through the whole summer. Honestly, totally. I loved it. Yeah, loved it. Yeah, it's part of the reason why I started doing like funny, like or little funny things <laughs> because I was just like, man, like. You know, I found I I told someone this just the other day. Like TikTok, like kind of made me start laughing again. Yes. You know, it honestly. was such like a hard time. Like hard time. I was like tired of seeing everyone's like sort of depressing Instagram stuff, and then you go over to TikTok, and everyone's like, you know, making fun of everything and yes. doing doing stupid dances and things that are really like you know related. It's a different light. It's a whole different light over there. And and, and, yeah. and I and I really like that. I really like that because like honestly, like I feel like. If we take ourselves too seriously, then then there is there then we lose the meaning of it. And right. when we're at, when I was waking up in the morning, I'll crack a few jokes to myself before I practice. So <laughs> so, so it made the perception to practice a good feeling. I was like, you know what? I'm laughing. I'm feeling good. I noticed that the difference was there compared to me waking up saying, "Oh, another day. I got to go practice again." It was a huge difference. So I was yeah. so I'll laugh within my practice sometimes, and I was like, you know what? I'm keeping this. This is gonna be my my way of practicing. Seriously, I mean, I've noticed that you know I've I've been practicing for many years, and I feel like uh, any time where it gets too serious or too discipline focused, mm -hmm. um, all of a sudden, like I sort of lose its essence a little bit. It, it becomes a chore instead of yeah. it actually becoming like something that I enjoy, and I do enjoy it a lot. But sometimes, yeah. like I just get misdirected. 
you know? <laughs> so, and I have to constantly correct myself. I mean, I've had to correct myself, like, especially over the last year, like several times, mm. just like, mm. it's too serious right now. Like we need to keep <laughs> it like it needs to, we need to chill out. You know, yeah. like we can't talk about these hard topics right now. So no, sometimes you got to self-check once in a while. Seriously. So I, I, I don't blame you for the laughing, um, cracking yourself jokes. So um, did you go to university? Yes. So I graduated out of NGIT. Um, with okay. a, yeah, with a bachelor's in, in IT and I concentrated in network and information security. So I'm a bit of like an IT geek on the side as well. So. Yeah. Wow. So you got you got this math head, you got this creative head, and then all of a sudden like you're doing IT stuff all the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. It's uh, that's crazy. And also, you know, it's like you're doing this Ashtanga stuff and and I I feel like that makes all of that stuff better and easier too. Do you find that to be true for you? Basically, Ashtanga yoga helped me revisit the stuff that I was most talented in. I think the summer was was very brutal. Like I think without Ashtanga yoga, I'd probably be really stressed out. Yeah. I think a lot of things wouldn't go the way the way it was going for me cuz I had lost my job due to COVID. Oh, gotcha. And yeah, and I had lost my apartment as well too. So like, it was at a point where I couldn't do jujitsu anymore. And I told my sensei and I said, sensei, like, I can't go to jujitsu. I lost my job. I had to switch over to another apartment. I don't know what to do with myself. Like, I had nothing else to do. And then that's what he told me. He just, wake up tomorrow, 5 a.m., text me and start doing sun salutations A every morning. Wow. At first I thought he was joking around, but then I, but then I took his word on it. And then I woke up at 5 a.m., I did the first video and I sent it over through Instagram just to let him know that I did it. Mm -hmm. And he was like, do it again. And I kept doing it. And for me, it was more like, all right, how's this going to fix my real world problems? That's what I kept telling him. And he was like, you'll see. And as I continuously started to do it, I started to start to started to see things more clearly. I wasn't seeing things emotionally. Like my mind wasn't as clouded. Mm -hmm. it, it was much of like, Mike, this is, there's so much going on in the world. It was more like, Mike, let's break it down. You have a lot of time within this day. Let's formulate a plan. Let's strategize. What are we going to do this summer? We're going to apply for jobs. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to budget our money. We're going to get everything in order. And with the practice and discipline, because I think, I feel like I needed that discipline. I feel like with the freedom, I wouldn't know what to do with it. And therefore it would get into like a mundane, like depressive state, but being disciplined, waking myself up in the morning and then also finding people that were also doing it as well. So was very beneficial, especially within Ashtanga yoga that everybody else was supposed to wake up in the morning. It made me feel that what I was doing was going on within the right path. And I felt encouraged because there was more people doing it. And that's where the whole accountability team checking came, came apart. Sure. So once, so once we started to get more people checking in, there'll be some days where like, I'll feel lazy, but because other people had tagged me within, tagged me in within that day, I, I feel encouraged to actually still practice within that day. So I don't cheat myself. Man. And it's easy to cheat yourself too, especially it's like easy. What, so yeah, easy. It is so easy. I mean, and I start seeing like these team check-ins and like, you know, like you kind of posting back and forth of like, oh, you know, like this person was practicing or, you know, a list of people. And I was like, oh, I wonder what that's about. It's like, because we kind of do that at my studio, you know, oh. like, yeah, it, it, like a kind of a similar thing. Um, but mm -hmm. I, I saw the people like kind of joining online. And it's like, oh yeah, that's really powerful because there's, it creates momentum for everyone. Yes. Yeah. And especially because I don't have a shower like around my area. So it, it made it easier for me to, to, to continue with Ashanga Yoga because Ashanga Yoga isn't common around Newark, New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> so it's hard to find people who are like minded who are also going to be committed just as much as I wanted to be. Yeah. And you got to go to the you got to go to New York City to, to find, uh, you know, exactly. yeah, Eddie Stern. Yep. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Well, uh, so tell me a little bit about like your first 
yoga class and tell me like a, a little bit about like, you know, the kind of experience that you had with it. Was it just Ashtanga um, or was it a different style that you started with? Yeah. So five years ago, um, I, I was introduced into Bikram yoga for my, for my HR teacher from work. This was because I was, I was over, overly stressed. I had, I had high blood pressure at the time. I was smoking cigarettes. Um, my blood pressure was 160 over 110. It was, it was at hypertension level too. Wow. And she had meant, she had recommended yoga and, and they offered to pay like the first, like the first month for me. So for me, I was extremely grateful for it. I took it, went, went to my first hot yoga class and it was intense. Like for me, I was like, I didn't know what was going on. They just said, just here's the chart. This is the sequence that they're following through. Um, just follow the study, the sequence. And then from there, when they have class, you just follow through the sequence. At first I was clueless. I didn't know what was going on. I, I was scared. My anxiety level was high because I didn't know what's going on. I feel like everyone here is a pro and I'm the only beginner. <laughs> so wow. I sat in the back, but as I went through the class, the heat, it was, was like super intense. But at the same time, I noticed that I stopped thinking about the stuff that I was stressed about because I was so focused in the moment. Yeah. And as I went through the class and then I got out of my first class, it was such a good feeling because I couldn't think about anything bad or work that was happening within that day. All I thought about was just that experience. And I just kept remembering that heat and that intensity and that just that the soothing feel of having yoga in just an hour within a day. So then I told myself, it's like, I need to save up money so I can get back into yoga again. And I never got to do it until recently to where I, I found Yoga Shala. My sensei brought me to Yoga Shala in New York. Mm-hmm. And that's why I took it recently. So for me, it, that's why I like practicing in hot temperatures because it just gets me out of what I'm thinking about and it just zones me into the practice. Yeah. I mean, I always prefer to, you know, basically practice in, you know, heat instead of cold. It's really hard to practice <laughs> in the cold. I mean, everything hurts a little bit more, but, you know, Bikram is sort of like the next level when it comes to 104 degrees or however hot it is. It's like, yeah, sequence is so much different from that to Ashtanga. Like what, what, what did that feel like for you? Going in, it was, it was different. Like I think, jiu-jitsu was what really prepared me for ashtanga because jiu-jitsu people are already stretching you Mm -hmm. so my body was already becoming more adjusted to to some of the postures within yoga so ashtanga i found difficulty when i started doing like the jump throughs because i didn't have that much shoulder strength Mm -hmm. at first so like getting to that the forward bends and as well as like my quadriceps because as a wrestler your feet are usually you're taught to have your feet pointed outwards. Right. So getting my feet to be parallel again is a challenge for me. That's why I'm not able to do um, Tibidasana or, or Navasana because yeah. it's all quads. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's so crazy. You know, it's like uh, there's so many people at my at my shala right now that are that were Bikram people to begin with. And the, mm-hmm. the jump is just uh, such like a huge, huge jump. And, you know, it's yeah. like uh, also we have some we have a couple of jujitsu people and, and uh, several CrossFitter people. And you'd really be surprised, <laughs> like different types of people like come into the, you know, like these groups or these subcultures. Mm-hmm you know, in, in fitness, like come in and, and they all have like similar things. So I can totally relate to that for sure. If you don't mind me asking, what was, what was your first practice and, and how did you get into Ashtanga yoga? Well, I got in, um, I got into Ashtanga yoga because like this lady was doing an intro class and, uh, mm. I was six months sober at the time. Um, and I really felt like I was, I felt like I was lost. 
Um, mm. You know, I was working the 12 steps of recovery. I was recovering from heroin addiction and, and um, you know, I was, you know, I was lost, man. Um, and mm. this lady, I'm, I'm ridiculously stubborn, Michael. And so this lady came to me, she came to me six times. And after mm. the sixth time, um, I finally said yes. And I, I went to Target. I got a mat. This is like 2005 or six, something like that. Um, I'm not mm -hmm. very good with dates, but um, somewhere around that time. And she uh, she was like, uh, show up at this class. I, I didn't have any money. I was broke. My family didn't talk to me at the time, any of that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. And and uh, didn't have a job or I it was just in the kind of the start of getting a job and uh, because of rebuilding my life. And, and uh, I went to that first yoga class and it was an Ashtanga class. She taught us all the way to Navasana the first day and mm. uh, which is brutal uh, for the record. <laughs> but, and, and so I was like reluctant because I was comparing myself to everyone. And so I, I've never, I've never really done anything like yoga before. Like I was into basketball and golf and did some baseball earlier on and stuff like that. And so I walked mm -hmm. in and I was like, oh, this is going to be a competition. Like I'm going <laughs> to kick these girls ass. Um, so anyways, um, it was, it was hilarious. Uh, I walked in, I compared myself, hated myself because of all the consequences of my actions. I, I vowed never to come back. Mm. Yeah. And then um, my sponsor convinced me to come back. So your sensei, you know, told you to have some accountability. Like my, yeah. my sponsor told me like, Hey, you need to go back. Cause I don't know if you're going to stay sober if you don't do this yoga stuff. No. And I, I, I feel like that that's what we both needed because I, I needed that for my sensei. I needed that extra push. And I think of every day. I think of every morning. I'm like, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. I wouldn't be as far as I am right now. Like, cause literally like my mental state, Taylor, like it was, it was, it was really, it was really bad. Cause I, I really felt like it was the end of the world. I was like COVID, I lost my job, lost everything. It's all done. And he just kept telling me to keep a positive mind, like every day. Like he was like, just keep going to the mat, keep a positive attitude. Everything will come. And just, just like you and I, we remained patient. We stuck to the practice and it made us better versions than we were yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, for certain. Um, you know, it, it, it was, it was kind of a difficult, I mean, you know, because I was dealing with, and you, you actually might have this experience too, because like, you're, you know, so involved with jujitsu that like you get into Ashtanga yoga, you know, I was coming through addiction, but like, mm -hmm. you know, you're unraveling everything that you have, you know, done to the point that you make it to your first yoga class. Like you, you're unraveling the stress or the trauma or the needles or the jujitsu or whatever it is. And it's yeah. painful as hell. I mean, now for me, it was, uh, it was a lot of, it was like, Sashaga uh, helped me out a lot. Jujitsu helped me out, especially because I've been on my own since I was 18. Yeah. My parents moved back to Ghana when I was 18. They said like enough was enough with them living in the United States. My mm -hmm. brothers moved to California. So pretty much I've been independent, taking care of myself for, yeah. for the past, say like 13 years. And yeah just being able to deal by yourself and not, not having like traditional holidays anymore. Like when people are saying Christmas, like I don't sell, I don't, I normally, I celebrate Christmas, but I don't have, I haven't done it with my family. I haven't done those traditional holidays with the family. So those things come along and that's the reason why I need to like keep my mind in check always. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I, so if I hear you right, like you didn't have, you don't experience any pain from practicing Ashtanga. At first I did because I was getting the soreness, but, but not as much anymore. Yeah. 
Yeah, I used to think, and maybe it's I'm different. maybe I'm uh, maybe I'm a different breed or something like that. I used to think that mm -hmm. there would be this one day that I would arrive and like I wouldn't be sore. There, uh, <laughs> but like you know, you learn new postures. Like you know, I mean, even doing chaturanga after like living mm -hmm. the life that I was living, like it was painful to do. Although I was building strength again and like working mm -hmm. on my body, which felt good. But like, you know, the soreness and, you know, all of the, like the muscles not being strong and different areas of my body waking up, you know, it was like painful, but it was also good. You know what I mean? Look, it, it was a good sore. Yeah. Like, I, I think jujitsu is what got me into understanding that. Because when I was when I was practicing at first, I was telling my sensei, I was like, I feel sore. And he was like, it's just jujitsu sores. So yeah, it's good sore. It's not a bad sore. Yeah. So, so, he, so he corrected that for me. Right. But for me, coming into Ashtanga, I had weak legs. And Ashtanga, I think, is what's improving my legs right now because I've been sitting in the office pretty much eight hours a day, like for, for the past 10 years. So I developed like no leg strength. My, the way my, 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 like my body works, Ashtanga is like literally fixing it before, before my hips go bad. Yeah. That's why I have, I can't do much, much of the forward folds. Yeah. Yeah. I always started with forward folds too. That wasn't like a card that I was dealt. <laughs> i'm serious it's like you asked me to put my leg behind my head i can do it for days you asked me to do a back bend i can do it for days you asked me to do a forward fold and uh, i literally it takes me a minute like, it's a dice roll you can't have every cab at all you get some of it seriously yeah it's like you get everyone gets dealt different cards you know so exactly yeah i just got the not the forward folding card <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So how do you do all the things that you're doing? I mean, I see like commuting, um, you know, on your Instagram, I see that you're making all these videos like one or I think a couple of times I've seen you do two a day, uh, <laughs> Instagram posts, you know, like a uh, retail job and like, you know, doing all the things that you're doing. How do you, how do you manage? Uh, pretty much time management. Um, I, that was my, that was my biggest weakness, like growing up. And from there, like my, my sensei was like waking up at 5 a.m. It'll give you more time to do the stuff you need to do. Because I used to tell him I don't have much time in a day. So then he said, when you wake up at 5 a.m., you do your practice, then you focus on work, then you focus on work, and then you focus on Instagram on the weekends. So weekends literally is all Instagram projects. I'm shooting up the videos. I'm doing all the reels, the brainstorming ideas on the weekends. So literally, I'm, I only have no time for breaks. So it's literally constantly working nonstop. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it seems like you're, you're going to, you know, like I can relate to you because, you know, I have five different businesses. <laughs> like, oh, wow. You know, I, like, <laughs> I, I look up to you now. I, I got five different businesses and, I, and, you know, it's hard for people to kind of keep up with me to a certain extent, mm -hmm. you know? So like, mm -hmm. I can totally relate. You're like on the A team. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just love learning. Like, like I think this year, like I've learned, I never built a website before and I learned to do it. I learned to do like the whole like e-commerce drop ship started learning how to do like tutorial classes and whatnot. And it's all of this is all through practicing yoga. So I feel like yoga is making me productive. It's keeping me busy. And even though I may not be in a, in a good environment, it's, it's keeping me safe. Yeah. And that's what I like the most about it. Yeah. And, and so, so what do you do for a job now? I, I heard you mention that you, uh, mm -hmm. you know, you lost your job because of COVID. What, what do you do for your job yeah. now? So right now I'm a project manager for Insider Inc. Okay. Yeah, so so pretty much the, I'm like my role is is helping them within like their backend systems and helping them fix up their databases. Gotcha. 
and plan out things. So you get, I'm pretty blessed. Yeah. Do you get for, you get, uh, you know, some sort of fulfillment from, you know, having a job like that? No. Yes. Um, to me, it's more of being able to do the career that I wanted to do. So not only am I doing the career, I'm also doing Instagram the way, the way I wanted as well too. So it's more of like the, the project manager job helps me pay up the, the student loan debt as well as like my day to day. Yeah. I try not to make, I try, I try not to make like my Instagram sort of like the life career. Right. But I, because I want to keep myself like still disciplined to like the nine to five, but still be able to manage Instagram as well too. So it's, this is, I'm living the dream right now. It's just, you just got to keep working and that's what I'm keep doing. Yeah. It sounds like you're, uh, I mean, I can just tell by your voice and like how you're speaking about it, that you're pretty grateful for it. Yeah. I, I, honestly, like I'm, I'm grateful every day for it. Cause I don't, yeah, honestly, you don't know how excited I am. <laughs> I, I, I can tell. <laughs> I never thought I could do it. <laughs> what, what didn't you think you could do? I never thought I could one make it this far with in terms of like building a business, believing in myself. I think that's what it is the most. Yeah. I didn't have that much self-confidence until my sensei really hammered it to me and made me, made me realize that I had a lot of potential that I was, that I was dropping inside before I had friends where we would just play video games and not do anything. And my my sensei was, was still telling me that I was wasting my life away by just, by just sitting home playing video games, not doing anything. And he sort of geared me to the right track because I didn't believe that I could make it far in life. I thought it was, I thought it was, I could just work regular day job and then just become basically average and that's it. But then he brought me into jujitsu. So he brought me into yoga and he made me live the life that I wanted to live and made me believe that I could live the life that I wanted to live. Yeah. And that's why I'm so happy about it. I'm like, you know what? Everyone can do it. You can do it too. Everyone can. Yeah. And when you say like build, build your own business, are you talking about like sort of the Instagram model and like the things that you're doing with Instagram or, or do you have another business that you're creating? No, mostly for me right now, it's, it's more of building sort of like a learning center for, for, for yoga. So I want to be able to teach on weekends, oh. like if possible, like, like tutor people, get people into yoga, not like a level, not like a level two, level three, but someone who's like, who wants to learn yoga or who, who's interested yeah. because for something like with someone like me, within my experience, I didn't have that opportunity. It wasn't until someone had given me the opportunity for me to go into yoga that I was given that, but I want to be able to open it up to more people and, and to also share my experience with everyone else. Yeah. And, and so if I hear you right, it's, it's like you're, you're creating an online platform so that you can kind of teach beginners, like people who want to learn it, but don't maybe have access to it or something like that. Yeah, because the majority of folks within my gym can't touch their toes and they want to learn yoga, but they just don't know how. But when they look at Ashtanga yoga, they, they're intimidated because they look at the, the asanas. They're like, oh, I can't do this. So I'm not going to bother learning it. But I feel like most people just need to be guided. And if there was a program to help beginners to, to be guided, I want to be the one to be to participate in that. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's great. No, thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's like with that, uh, you know, I, I mean, I had, I had sort of a similar thing where it was about service. Like, you know, my first classes that I ever taught were to treatment centers, um, mm. you know, at the treatment centers where I went through, you know, to, to try and get sober. <laughs> um, cause I've been through four of them. I basically taught in every, every one that I, I ever went through. Um, so that was an interesting thing, but it was like service. I want to get back. Like I'm excited. Like this group of people actually needs it. It's like, you know, so all yeah. of a sudden, like you get on fire with it and, um, and still today, like even with the training foundation, the other work that I'm doing, it's, it, mm-hmm. I mean, it's still about that. So like, I'm, I'm super passionate about that too. And it sounds like you're passionate about the, like the group of people that you're talking about too. Yeah, no, it makes me feel happy, like noticing that there's folks within my own jujitsu gym that are that have started, 
they started doing sun salutations. One of them are, is already started getting into standing sequence already. And it makes me proud because they're like, if I didn't see you doing it every day, I wouldn't have taken it serious. Yeah. And a lot of them say that. So it, it hits me in the heart. And it's, it just encouraged me to keep practicing every day because you don't know the amount of people that you're inspiring. Even though you should be inspiring yourself, you're empowering a lot of people. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that I think that you're doing a good job on that. I think you're ma- making people laugh and and uh, giving them some insight and and showing like, you know, that like this evolution is for everyone, really. You know, like, yes. yeah, it's pretty, pretty cool. So um, I got to ask, like, who is this sensei guy? You know, like you keep on mentioning, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, uh, is he a Gracie? You know, <laughs> like, uh, it, uh, you know, like, is he, uh, you know, is he a master triple black belt, you know, jujitsu yes. person? Um, yes. He, who is he? He's a, he's our black belt um, and our at our gym at Clockwork, Josh Griffiths. Okay. He's also known as Cosmic Jock. Okay. So he he's the one that that brought me to practice. He's the he's the head sensei in our gym. So. From there, he because because the gym got closed because of COVID. Yeah, we got into that whole notion of doing it together, and then from there, like he just walked with me into his life, which I didn't expect. That's why. So for me, it was more like, hey, the head sensei of the gym, like, is is asking me to wake him up at five a.m. To me, it's an honor. Right. <laughs> so, so, so it's almost as if like the head, like the head yoga teacher or, or Shiraz is all like, hey. Hey Taylor, can you wake me up at five AM? You and I are going to practice together. You're not going to you're going to miss that opportunity. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I've been like, all right, I'll, I'll make sure I. You're like, I'll I'll be calling you. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Uh, wow. And so, uh, how long has he been your sensei? He's been my sensei for two years. Okay. And and yeah. what's it mean to have a sensei? It's it's. I see it like as a guide. For me, I don't have my father around to, to guide me to, to guide me through life, um, because my, my my father was my, my father reached to a certain level, but he wasn't able to help me anymore. Mm-hmm. So my sensei has sort of been like my my father, my coach, my 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 life coach as well too, and he guides me. Like he helps me how to like how to manage my money, how to take care of myself, how to manage my time, what I should be planning for the day, what should I prioritize. He's helping me guide through the right paths in life. So he even looks at the videos that I send before I upload on Instagram. Because to me, I value, I value his opinion because he pretty much encouraged this path for me. So I owe it all to him. Wow. Yeah, in, a re- in really a relatively short time, like, you know, you've gained a lot of followers. Like, you've gained a lot of interest. And, I mean, friends, it sounds like, too. Yeah. 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 No, to, to me, it's fascinating. I never, never would have thought that the Ashanti community would be so welcoming yeah in less than a year like i love it i love it and it feels like a whole new family like i feel welcomed like this is this is the practice i'm gonna stay with yeah <laughs> so. and so do you have the same sort of uh relationship to whatever yoga teacher that you feel like you're connected to um so with my yoga teacher at first i had at first i my first teacher was guy donahe and i didn't have enough funds to to take any more classes so that's where i started to learn on my own okay and and then from there i was practicing from home continuously that's what led to the instagram and then now i just take the classes with eddie stern but now that i have a job that's paying and i'm able to start paying off my debt my credit card bills i could start i could start going back to guy donahay's classes again and start learning from him okay cool and and that's like the closest teacher to you yeah he lives in new york so pretty much i just take a train ride to new york and then just learn let's take take the private classes with him yeah awesome yeah, it's pre- pretty amazing to just see sort of like the transformation of, you know, like 
I don't know, just all of it. Like I, I would see, you know, like on my explore page, like I would see like videos and see, you know, stuff pop off. And I, I feel like you know, I pretty much know everyone in the Ashtanga community. And, but I didn't know you. I was like, okay, it's like, you know, like, who's this guy? And then all of a sudden, like, you know, like you were making me laugh, uh, you know, so it, it was funny. So it was really great. So where, oh, thank oh, you. yeah. So where do you think, uh, you know, you're going to take this? Like, where do you think you're going to go with it? For me right now, my, my main focus is one thing I've been thinking about is how do we continue the legacy of Ashanga yoga within the modern world with, with like in the next couple of years? Like how do, where do I see Ashanga in the next 10, 20? And that's what I'm thinking about. My main focus is how do I drive yoga to still be relevant to the world right now? Now that mental health, mental, mental health is a big thing. Mental health, mental health awareness is, is huge. I feel like it's, it's important for us to start integrating that into the, into the young teens, into the millennials, into the Gen Z's to say, Hey, you know, here's this here's this pathway called called the Shanga Yoga. Start start getting start practicing now because a lot majority of them are depressed. The majority of them are going through a lot of issues and they don't don't have enough money to go see a therapist or take care of themselves. But they need a lot of them need guidance. And I feel like by spreading the word, by by letting people know about the practice, what the practice can do for them, it's only going to attract them more. That's why I tried to set up my TikTok account. I was trying to use TikTok to bring in to bring in the demographics right. to come to Instagram. To start getting to Ashtanga yoga. So I'm still working on that. That's my next plan. <laughs> Let me know how that goes. I've, I've, <laughs> I've, been doing, I've been doing TikToks too, just because I think they're funny. But uh, I'm like, you know, thinking about the conversion between like, okay, well, how do you get someone who's on that platform to actually come into the studio? And it, it's just like, whoa, yeah. there's, it's, I mean, it's so much. It's so the much. The conversion is going to be, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a lot. Like, because, I mean, I feel like, you know, millennials and all this, all those groups of, you know, kids are basically like, um, you know, hard to reach to a certain extent. Yeah. Yeah. Hard to reach. And, 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 and the, and the attention spans are getting shorter. So. I know. so only one minute. <laughs> you only get one. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I, I got like three minutes of talking that I need to do on every video. It's like the one minute is, is hard for me. So, um, and so when are you going to have your own, uh, Mysore program? Oh man, I'm looking forward to that. I, I want to give it a, I want to give it probably like until like the summer or whatnot, but I want to get training first. I want to learn like everything from, from guy. And then from there, start, get started. I want to start. Yeah. Are you going to do it in, in Newark? I'm going to do it in, in probably New York. I'm okay. probably going to, yeah, probably going to do it in New York most likely. But once I get everything going and I can get started, I would love to do it. But Again, it'll probably be like have to find a studio, but for the meantime, because of the whole COVID situation, yeah, I might have to do like Zoom for now. Yeah, yeah. And when do your classes start? Like with your, you know, the platform that you're trying to like create. Like, when do you feel feel like you're going to be ready to teach classes? Hopefully by the summer. That's the goal. Okay. And people yeah. will buy memberships or or what? The way I wanted to do it was I wanted to start with like beginners, beginner like content videos where they like just purchase like. The starter content and then from there mobby might work into like memberships but that's still like in discussion yeah cool yeah, yeah and so uh, i mean let's get into a little bit deeper um you know questions sure. with with some yoga like yeah you know, why does it speak to you so much like i mean why and and why ashtanga why not bikram mm. it's well for for me it's a spiritual thing and because because i've dealt with a lot by myself and because Ashtanga is a self-practice 
it really helps me become more in tune with myself to help build my self-confidence, to take care of my, my, my issues that I deal with. I think for me, I went through a lot. And in order for me to, to be able to like, sort of like go through each day strong, I need to build up my spirit. And Ashtanga beats me up at the end to raise my spirit for the day. I feel it's a different feeling. With Bikram, it's a bit difficult because one Bikram, I don't have, I don't have the necessary tools and equipment to set the temperature to the right. right temperature to kick off Bikram. And I tried doing the other yoga practices, but it just didn't interest me. Like, I feel like a stronger, the moment I'm sweating and I'm getting that adrenaline, it's such a good feeling. Right. And I think that's what got me into sticking with a stronger than doing like Hatha yoga or again, I'm not really interested in, in the other practices because this one, like the jump throughs, it gets you, it gets you sweating. Like it, it feels like you're going through just a whole new change. And the vinyasa, like understanding what the vinyasa, the meaning behind it is what stuck to me the most. So when I was reading the book, Ashtanga Yoga from, from Gregor Mao, he was mentioning how the vinyasa is pretty much sort of like a cleanse as, we, as we're doing the jump back and the jump through. We're pretty much just cleansing everything from what thoughts we had from the previous asana and we're just going on to the next asana. So I would see it as, as like issues, as problems. And I would, because my problem was that I would overthink on an issue for too long. Mm-hmm. So let's say I'm at work and something happened at work. I'll think about it all the way to like, even I get home, but using Ashtanga yoga and saying, okay, you know what? I'm going to Jano. All right. Maybe this Jano wasn't good today. I'm not going to think about Jano. I'm going to take my vinyasa going back. I'm going to focus on right now. Marichi Asana. So I don't think about Jano anymore. And it helped me train my mind. So when I was going through issues, I don't hold on to that issue for so long. I'm able to walk away from it, breathe, and then think about something else. Wow. What so, a, so uh, do you see the uh, like the uh, practice of Ashtanga yoga to be more spiritual for you? Or do you feel like that it's actually like more like self-help? Because some of the things that you're talking about is like, you know, sort of like self-help-ish, um, which I mean, I don't think either one is better than the other, but I'm just interested yeah. in your take on it. Yeah, it's a lot of it is self-help, but it built it, but that's what built me up spiritually for the day. Because for me, my my self-esteem can get rocked. I have I'm not gonna lie, I have a fragile self-esteem sometimes. So sometimes I might get hit with, with criticism and it can hit me. And I could be thinking about that criticism for days. But if I build myself spiritually and I know who, who I am, I'm more in tune to, to myself, I tend to ignore the criticism because I know the criticism doesn't fully understand me. And when I'm not practicing, when I'm fully stressed out. It's, it almost feels as if anything could just come by and just knock my day. My mind is cloudy. I can't think straight. And I feel like I'm spiritually weak. Yeah. Yeah. In- very interesting. And so, but I mean, Ashtanga yoga, you know, speaks to you. I mean, but, mm-hmm. but like, why do you practice? Like, why do you show up? Like, what's the, what's the major takeaway that you get from it? Is it what you just mentioned? A couple of things as well, too. So within jiu-jitsu as well, so it helped with my flexibility, obviously. Um, it also helped me out as a tournament fighter in terms of breathing and stamina because the breathing was one of my biggest issues. My, my sensei was the one that picked it up as well, too, was that I was, breathing, I was breathing in a lot more than I was breathing out. And when I was lifting things, I wasn't inhaling. I was just holding my breath and just like squeezing my body inside just to lift stuff up. So yoga, practicing Ashtanga yoga, learning that when I was lifting my body to inhale, and as I'm like moving around, I exhale. Using the breathing techniques, I was able to bring that and adapt it to my jiu-jitsu game. To where jiu-jitsu now, it's completely different. Like I'm able to use you, the flexibilities that I've learned from yoga, 
and I'm able to, to see how far my body can, can stretch as well too when I'm practicing jujitsu as well now. Wow. So now it almost feels like people think I'm cheating. They're like, oh, are you just using yoga to win? <laughs> and then the reality is helping me out. I don't have to drink water. I'm not drinking water as much anymore. Like I'm able to practice jujitsu for one or two hours without having a water break. And this comes from a stronger yoga because I'm not taking water breaks as I'm practicing. Right. So, so my breathing is still, is still in check. I'm able to control my breathing. If I notice that I'm breathing with my mouth, I remind myself, Mike, breathe in with the nose, out with the nose, out, in and out with the nose. And I'll remind myself because Ashtanga Yoga has disciplined me. So all of that, that mental conditioning is what I adapt into jujitsu was keeping me more, more intact. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's like you mentioned the stuff about self-esteem and like how it builds you up. Like I have the same sort of thing. It's like, you know, I, I feel like you feel so much more resilient after practicing. Yes. yes. You know, it's like, there's just some sort of shield, although like you might be tender and kind of have a <laughs> more open heart. There's, there's a level of like, um, you know, there, there's just a, a different sense of that, if, if you know what I mean. So Yeah, you're, you're more rationalized. It's like you're, you're like less agitated about the day. Right. Yeah, even if you got a stressful day going on, it's really powerful to, to kind of experience that. It's one of the reasons why I think I continue to practice um, because yeah. like it changes the day so much. How do, you, how do you personally dig deeper into your yoga practice? Like what do you do in order to like get deeper into it? I read books. My sensei re re always recommends me a book to read. And then from there, I started, I started reading. The first book I had was Gregor Mao, the yeah. intro to Ashtanga Yoga. Right. And then from there, I read The Art of Vinyasa from Richard Freeman. And then later on, I got the book for, from, from Dave Swenson, his book on Ashtanga Yoga. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then I read Light on Yoga by Ayangar. And then I read One Simple Thing by Eddie Stern. So... Yeah learning yoga through like the Sanskrit. That's why for me, when I started yo learning yoga, I, Ashtanga, I learned it through the Sanskrit and it sort of got me, it allowed me to sort of like learn things deeper because I noticed that within the book, as it got further within the book, everything was in Sanskrit. Right. So I was like, all right, it's a good thing I'm learning it. So then what I would do to quiz myself was that I would go on Instagram and I would like type on a hashtag and I'll, and I'll say, Mike, all right, we're going to go through this list of asanas that people are posing and you have to guess the asana and compliment them on that asana. Without, without looking at any book, without looking at any reference. So I would quiz myself through, through the primary series once. So I look at the asana, I'm like, oh, that's a navasana. All right, good, good navasana. That's a sasana, the good sasana. And I'll look it through to the point that I was quizzing myself to where I knew the, the primary series. And I was like, all right, I know it in Sanskrit now. So now it's time to do intermediate. <laughs> and I'll go through Instagram just doing that. And that's how I was meeting people as well, too. Because the more I was complimenting people, they're like, oh, who is this guy? But he, but he says it in Sanskrit. He didn't just say, he didn't just say, oh, it's, it's, it's a plow pose. He said halasana. Mm -hmm. so, so from there we would meet and I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just reading a book and I'm just sort of like testing my, quizzing myself by, 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 by naming the asanas as I'm looking through people's pages. So <laughs> I, you know, it's like, you're a completely different breed, bro. You're, <laughs> you're a completely different breed. <laughs> like you're cracking me up because like, I mean, uh, the I remember when I was on fire with Ashtanga, and and I still feel like I am, but you know, like I did the same sort of things, uh, <laughs> where it was just like so much information, so much learning, so much passion behind every yeah. single thing, you know, like you get this whole sense of that that you're doing this thing that is really important that everyone should be doing it, yes. and uh, yeah, it's 
it's kind of re it's refreshing. I can't wait until the listeners uh, like hear this because it's <laughs> refreshing. You know, it's needed right now. It's like you know yeah. we came up with uh, the the year before COVID, like we were, you know, going through the Patabi Joyce thing. And then, mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, now we're going through COVID still. And then all of a sudden it's like, we, we need like the new school to show up, you know, like yeah. where we're talking about different things, where we're talking about like the real issues, like having authentic authenticity and being excited about this because it works. Like yeah. really, no, honestly, from, yeah, from all of my teaching in, in treatment centers and in, in, in my shala, like, I think that the, the baseline is that we know it works. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's really, exactly. it's really powerful. So, well, I want to, I, I appreciate you being on the show today and kind of giving a little bit of your soul and a little bit of your heart and, and story. And, uh, you know, uh, where can people connect with you on? Uh, you can, um, I'm on Instagram, um, Bay Jitsu, Bay underscore Jitsu and, um, TikTok as well too. <laughs> okay. Uh, and same, same name on TikTok too. Yeah, same, same, same name on TikTok. Same name. Um, all right. Well, uh, other than that, man, I appreciate you being on the show and and sharing everything. And and uh, you know, I can't wait for the listeners to hear this. Thank you, Taylor. It's been an honor. Thank you for having me. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. If you want more information about Ashtanga Yoga visit ashtangayogacolumbus.com. You can also check out my website, which is taylorhuntyoga.com. See you guys next time.